Felipe Machado here and welcome to another episode of Teacher Room Talk. My guest today is Joyce Campos. Joy holds a degree in Letras, Portuguese and German and a postgraduate diploma in English teaching, both at Universidade Federal de Minas Gerais. She has been teaching English for 12 years, German for 7, and French and Italian for 3. She's worked as a pedagogical coordinator and teacher trainer for 5 years. We have her here today to talk about being your own business, and on today's show, she'll share some of her experience as a business owner. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Joy, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Doing great. First of all, thank you very much for, for accepting uh, to be here. Well, of course, I feel very honored, very happy, and actually very nervous. People should know that. <laughs> Relax. We all know you're going to do great. But, uh, Joy, we, the, the, the main reason why uh, I decided to invite you to be here today is because I'd like to know a little bit more about uh, the business model that you have. So uh, I think that the, the very first beginning would be, uh, how did you end up with the idea of uh, having Salinha? Okay, so I think I should tell a little bit of my story until the point I got uh, uh, to Salinha, because that's the, the ending point. Um, when I was 18, I started a university and I asked myself, why not find a job? And some people were crazy enough to hire me, right, a school mm -hmm. next to my house. And after four years, I became a coordinator. I was responsible for recruiting new teachers and new tutors. I was responsible for pre-service and in-service training and also for giving feedback sessions on their classes. Um, I was also responsible for making workshops every semester for the teachers, for a team of 80 teachers. And wow. yeah, it was, um, everything was very intuitive. You know, I had to learn it the hard way. Nobody taught me how to do any of these. And after a while, I got, I got a promotion and it was supposed to be better for me because the money was going to be better and status you know but i ended True. up working with parents and students with clients and that was very scary and i had no managerial skills at all i had no idea what i was doing i was uh very well supported though i had a very good boss and all the managers were right there if I needed them, but I was responsible for the first contact with the student at, uh, in the school, you know. Um, sure. I conducted the need analysis interviews, the placement interviews, and in case someone wanted to quit the course, I was responsible for convincing them to stay, and if I was not able, uh, I was the responsible for leaving the doors open the best way possible. And okay. at the same time uh, that it was good because I was able to develop many skills different from uh, teaching English, I was able to develop communication skills, organization skills, managerial skills, you know. And True. But I don't know if you noticed, I, I used the word responsible for uh, a million times. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you did. So it was very overwhelming for me. 
I had to work very long hours. Um, the responsibility was huge. Um, and I didn't feel that my payment was very fair, you know. I loved the school. I loved my colleagues. I loved the, my boss. I had a very effective relationship with this school. I, I worked there for 10 years. So it was very hard for me to make the decision of leaving. So I decided to make it as a transition. It wasn't impulsive. Right. Uh, it was very slow. I, I took it very easy. So in 2016, I, I already had some private students because when I went back from my exchange program, I decided to teach German as well. And in the school, there, were, there weren't any German classes, so there was no possibility of practicing my German. So while working all these hours as a coordinator, working, I don't know, 44 or 50 hours a week, I still, uh, I also had private students. Wow. Yes. I was sick all the let, time, you can imagine. Let, let's talk about being a workaholic, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, it ruined the relationship I had at, at that time. I wasn't healthy. I was stressed. I couldn't travel. Um, but the school was very flexible. It allowed me to have those students, and it also allowed me to travel when I wanted. You know, if I asked them, uh, so I need this break, I'm going to, I don't know, go to Colombia for 15 days. They would arrange and make everything possible. So I have no, nice. no complaints about that. <laughs> And that would be, uh, I would say that that's rare, right? Yes, that's very rare. It was a very good uh, environment. The problem was in myself, you know. I am sure. I'm very crazy. I get very crazy when I, started, uh, I start working too much. So uh, I decided that maybe it would be a good idea to quit the coordination. I stayed there just as a teacher for a while. And I started reducing my, my schedule, my availability at that school. Uh, at the end, I was giving, I think, four-hour classes, uh, four hours a week, maybe. And I had my private students growing on the side, you know? Um, okay. So it was a slow transition, but it took me a lot of courage <laughs> to finally quit in 2016, 17, I'm sorry. So it took me one year to make this transition. And that's how Salinga was born. <laughs> so that was a one year transition. And, and all these students that, uh, that you started acquiring, those private students that you mentioned, you have always worked face to face. Always face to face, yes. I only started working online maybe one year ago. All right. But, but, and then you, 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 no, no, you had this turning point and you decided to go, you know, 100% in, go all in with Salinha, right? Uh, so even though this transition was relatively smooth, let's say, because it took one year, it was not out of a sudden. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what was the main change that you could feel uh, regarding your routine or maybe even some, some habits as a teacher, let's say? Well, uh, I can mention the rhythm of working because I was used to working 50 hours a week 
And then suddenly I was working 20. So that was wow. very, very weird. Um, some people might think it was a, a good thing, <laughs> but for me, it was strange not having to work all the time. So I have to, to tell you that in the beginning, I, I started getting sick as well. I, I had to go to the doctor very often because I was suffering from uh, um, the lack of work, you know? Like, okay, maybe, uh, okay, like I'm used to producing much more than what I'm, I'm producing lately, right? Yes, I felt guilty when I was free. I felt very guilty. I shouldn't um, be able to have all this free time, you know, if I decided to work for myself. If I was making money for other people, how come I could not make money for myself at the same speed? I so see. that was uh, something that worried me a lot at that time. And I was still very stuck to the school's methodology. So I was very rigid, um, very attached to the book, I can right. say. It was very similar. I basically transferred the skills I had acquired to my new reality. But it wasn't exactly like that, that things would work. All right. So, so then we get to, to the point that uh, your practice started changing. Uh, and, and maybe I, I can assume that you started working in a more, you know, in a freer way. Is that, is that what you mean? Yes, it is. Now I use the book uh, as a guide, but I, always, I also pay more attention to the student's needs. I still do the need analysis interview in the beginning, but now I can actually respect those needs and I can look for uh, other material. I can use movies and songs and games as often as I want. And there is no one um, watching me and telling me what to do. That was an advantage, but that was also a challenge because uh, I had never had any other uh, type of contact with methodologies. So um, developing myself professionally, professionally has also been a challenge. Interesting. Uh, I want to go back to, to a word that you have used uh, many times uh, before here, which is responsibility, right? Yeah. Uh, as, as a business owner now, what are your responsibilities and what felt at least more challenging in the, in the very beginning of Salinha de Idiomas? Um, I guess it was finding new students, right? Because I, I had already uh, found some students um, of German, but English, no. And then I started teaching French and, and Italian. I didn't, I didn't know how to spread the word. So maybe marketing. Okay, marketing would, would be, be the number one difficulty, let's say, the, the biggest challenge at first. Yes, it took me a while until it got more natural, more organic, right? So people started looking for me naturally. So I think that was the, the most difficult part. And also um, the stability, having stability concerning money and schedule. I had a very crazy schedule. I would work uh, two hours in the morning and then have all day free and work again in the evening, you know? All right. And, and stepping a little bit more into the, the business aspect, uh, what are you responsible for 
essa linha de idiomas? Are you responsible for everything from uh, marketing to needs and uh, students' needs analysis? Are you responsible for absolutely everything account, uh, accountant-wise? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. And that makes me a little crazy until nowadays. Of course, I've learned a lot and I've, I'm still learning a lot how to handle all these responsibilities. So I had this illusion that working for myself, I would be free and <laughs> careless. But actually, it's the other way around. I'm responsible for every step of the process. And I like it that way because it's very personalized, you know, and I can change it whenever I feel the need. I can notice um, which aspects need more attention. So I like it that way. However, it's a lot of work. It's very stressful. And I wish I had someone to um, take care of my Instagram, for example. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very stressful keeping that active every day. Well, I know, uh, you know, we, we have a, a loyal base of, of listeners here on the show, but I know that I do a very, very poor job when it comes to spreading the word and being, you know, active on Instagram and etc. This is really not second nature to me. So I can yeah. totally like I, I feel you a hundred percent. This is this is the part that I struggle the most with this uh, project here. Yeah, yes, it's very difficult because it's um, it's dynamic. So you have to do it all the time. It has to be constant, right? We cannot stop for a week. Let me just leave the Instagram here, <laughs> and I'll go on vacation. If you do that, the numbers drop. Yes, I don't know. Yes, they do. But uh, it always de it always depends on what you want from it, right? For sure, for sure. If I wanted only students, uh, I wouldn't have to to be so uh, worried about Instagram anymore. And and uh, since we're talking about students here, uh, most of your students, most of the students that uh, Salinha de Jomas has uh, acquired uh, throughout the years. How, how have they reached you? How, how do they know about you? Well, most of them come uh, from recommendations of uh, students that I have or had. Also from teachers at this other school I used to work. They always recommend me when it comes to German, for example. And uh, most, more recently, Instagram. People find me on Instagram. And I actually don't have time anymore <laughs> to take any other students. Oh, but that's, so I'm happy. That's, that's great. That's great. It's good to know that you're busy. I am busy. <laughs> it's good. But once more, it's a lot of responsibility. I, I clean the room. I manage the finances. I take care of social media. I plan the classes. I buy material, you know. So I, I need to save some time uh, for those other tasks too. I cannot be a hundred percent busy with students, unfortunately. That's a, a one woman show. It is. Uh, I'm not saying it's the best option. If, if there is someone there listening to me <laughs> and uh, has plans to start their own business, just um, have a team, having a team, I guess helps a lot in the process 
right? Not everybody needs to learn the hard way like I did. Nice. Uh, and, and you mentioned uh, having a team and if, if somebody is, you know, thinking of having their own space. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that Salinha de Idiomas, you know, came about uh, accidentally. I think it was a transition and it was something uh, relatively well thought of. I don't know if you're going to agree mm -hmm. with me. But uh, what would you say that, for instance, okay, uh, when you imagined Salinha, what were, you know, the, the top things on your mind? Like, okay, Salinha has to be this, 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 and that. So what would you say the principles of Salinha are? And were these principles developed based on observation, based on uh, a dream you had? Oh, wow, that's a, a tricky question. I, I guess... I was feeling so stressed and so overwhelmed that I wanted a place where people could feel calm and get away from the, the daily grind, you know? Sure. So Salinha had to be this place where people went not only to learn languages, but also to have um, their own moment, their own private moment. So I tried to pay attention to details. Like the first time I meet someone, I really welcome them. Um, sometimes I prepare coffee or tea with uh, leaves, fresh leaves from my garden. I have a garden, there are birds. You know, I wanted to create this environment. So when people get there, they feel relaxed and at, and at home. Nice. And I think it's been, it's been working well because I have many business people were, uh, having classes with me. And some people take off their shoes when they arrive. <laughs> some people go outside and smoke a cigarette before class. You know, See. I feel uh, people are comfortable there. So there, that's the, the first um, thing I wanted to create, this environment. And as for learning, I really wanted to be personalized. I wanted to take things easy and to focus on, on what the student really needs. Is that what you asked? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that you, you've been, uh, you, you have already worked at other schools and you also like, you, you will observe things that you love. You will observe things that you say, mm, I wish they were different. And I, I understand that when you decided to have your own space, uh, you, you, you you know, you think about all these things like, okay, this is, this is something that I want to reproduce in my space, but this is something that I want to do different. So yeah, that, that was the, the aim of the question for sure. Yes. Uh, I mean, the, the environment, the, 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 I could say the decor is very clean, very minimalistic. So people don't, don't have too much information, but it's at, at the same time, comfortable and cozy. Uh, and that's something I definitely got from the school. And also the fun aspects of class, you know, sure. uh, the games and the interaction, the communication. Those are very positive things I learned from uh, from teaching at the school. And some other things were out of uh, ide ideology. You know, I, I thought a little different from the school. So I do it my way. And it's been working fine. Right. But would, would you care to, to share something that is actually out of ideology that you believe that, uh, you know, good quality education is or whatever it is that actually made you uh, think 
this or that way about your own space? Of course. Uh, when I, I started going to conferences and different courses out, outside um, of the school, uh, I noticed there were some methodologies that weren't being used that could have been used. And also this personalized, um, how can I say, this personalized classes, so I, I can change methodologies if I want to. The school wouldn't allow me to do that. They had their own method, their own approach, I could say. And I found it quite uh, mechanical. I hope my ex-boss is not listening to this. <laughs> But actually, <laughs> actually, I have already discussed this with him. And I found it very instrumental. And I wanted to go deeper. I want to be able to contribute to critical thinking, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, that, that was basically it. And then the school started growing too much. There were too many teachers, too many schools. Um, in the beginning, there were only two, and now there are, I don't know, six. So it started, um, I started losing the, the, that feeling, you know, of um, personalized classes. I see. No, as, as you know, I also work for, uh, you know, a big name, a big player in the market. And I think this is a constant struggle. I think the, the bigger a company is, the harder it is for you to assure a certain level of quality. And, and it is yeah. for obvious reasons. I'm not trying to knock uh, this or that name. I think it, it is for obvious reasons, right? So, uh, so much so that if you look at it back in the day, having a private teacher would be uh, kind of a, a matter of shame, right? Oh, I need a private teacher because I cannot just enroll at a school and learn. So I need private mm -hmm. classes. But nowadays, it's it's not looked like that. It's, it's not the way that it is perceived. It's like I have someone working on my difficulties, focusing on exactly what I need. So I think that in, in certain ways, uh, the general public has you know understood somehow that it is different right it is yes it is i don't blame on them you know like you said yeah. <laughs> i completely understand the need for growing and for expanding but that's not what i wanted as a teacher and it's not what i want now as a businesswoman and and, and talking about growth and expansion you have mentioned uh a little while ago that uh your your schedule is absolutely full right And, and I'm yeah. very happy for that. Uh, <laughs> and you also mentioned, but, but I'd like to know, for instance, uh, how do you uh, manage number of students in the class? Do you, do you have uh, a limited number of students? Do you work only with classes one-to-one? -one? How does it work at Salinha? Most of my classes are one-to-one, -one, but I also have groups. Uh, and I, also, I only have six chairs. <laughs> so that's the maximum of students. And I have once had six students. That's a good number. You can work in pairs, in trios, as a group, individually. For me, that's the limit. And I have no intention whatsoever of expanding and having a bigger classroom or anything. Actually, uh, I think it's the other way around, as I've been starting to teach online, too. And my biggest challenge is... Um, transferring that that feeling of comfort and coziness into the online class all right right but i have no intention of 
uh, going bigger. And that can be a problem because of money. I am only one. I have a limited number of hours in my day. So there is going to be a moment uh, when I will have to find some other things to work with. Right? If I want to, to grow financially, I mean. But I don't intend to jeopardize the quality of my classes because of money. Yeah, this is this is a choice that, that you're the only one who you know who can actually make now. And and it's a common uh, term in business to say to choke your own business, right? So at the same time mm -hmm. that you're the one who promotes it, you're you're going to be the one who chokes it. But that's all right if you adjust your expectations towards your business, right? Yes, of course. I don't have to be a millionaire, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, not not if I want to to have a, the business I want, the business I planned. All right. Of course, I could buy a franchise or, I don't know, sell my school. But that's not what I want to happen. All right. Then. Yeah. That's, that's, it, it's very nice to have this uh, sort of clarity. When it comes to okay, this is what I'm gonna do. Uh, you're still progressing. You're still uh, making your money, like you said. Like your schedule is full, and we're very happy for that. But uh, you you know exactly where you're going. You know exactly what your business model is, right? Exactly. I don't need to be a franchise. I don't want that. And uh, also, when talking about the schedule, the full schedule. I'd like to give a recommendation for the ones who are starting. <laughs> nice. Um, because uh, some people say, oh, you are going to be your own boss, right? Yes. And when I ask, when I, when I say the word boss, is it positive or negative to you? Yeah, it sounds a little bit negative, right? Because uh, yeah. there is this thing in the market like the boss versus the leader, etc., etc. So, yeah, I would say that that boss you know, has this negative connotation to me yeah so i've always thought that too <laughs> and i would tell the people to be your own uh leader not your own boss because uh you have to find um to find a way of giving yourself breaks of giving yourself uh, a raise from time to time to give yourself vacation to pay for health insurance and to i don't know guarantee a retirement your retirement money you have to think of yourself in a very care, caring way you know sure and most importantly provide yourself with good uh, growth opportunities continuous professional de professional development because there is no school that's going to give that to you there is no coordination there to help you so you have to be very uh, disciplined and at the same time, you have to have energy to, I don't know, feed yourself, you know? So don't, don't be your worst boss. Yeah. <laughs> be your, your leader. Being, being the boss of you, it's not something easy, right? It's not. It's a lot of responsibility too because you require maintenance <laughs> and breaks, you know. For sure. Uh, so we met back in January, right? It feels like a mm -hmm. lifetime, but it was only January. And, uh, and I remember that soon after we met, uh, you actually had a course there. 
focusing on teachers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. I, I know that there will be another edition, another bigger, better, you know, like a huge edition coming up. But uh, yeah, we, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But uh, how was it for you to, to be back working with teachers? Because I, I understand there's been some sort of hiatus in between uh, working at uh, the school where you were and you were responsible for, you know, countless hours of training and etc. And then uh, apparently you focus a little bit more on students and then you had this course for teachers. How, how did it feel? Yeah, it felt awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Because when I was a coordinator, actually when I was a teacher trainer at school, I absolutely loved it. I loved every step of it. And then I was alone in one classroom, only me. I had no colleagues, no co-workers, no boss, nobody to talk to. And I, I stopped to think uh, what could be different. And I realized I missed that part of coordination. You know, training teachers. Sure. It was something I was very good at and I stopped doing because I quit coordination. So I wanted to bring that back to my life and also think about the, the freelance teachers, teachers who have schools or um, I don't know, who have some private students but uh, still work at a school. I wanted to offer some uh, professional development for those people. Because, as I said before, uh, we seem to be alone, right? But we don't need to be alone. So I wanted to help those people develop and find some guidance, some orientation. Because when uh, you have your own business, who are you going to turn to? Yeah. There is no teacher room. Yes. So that's, that's how I went back to teacher training. I wanted to... Um, go back to this part of my life that I, I really liked. And I also wanted to provide people with good qualification because there is almost none out there, if I'm not mistaken, right? If you want to be a private teacher, no. who is going to teach you? No. <laughs> uh, actually, I think that uh, most private teachers, uh, they, they, you know, have, they, they have a very similar path to what you mentioned that was your path, like, you know, start working yeah, at a yeah. school and then, you know, get students here and there and then work on your own. So I think it's kind of natural that, you know, they will tend to transfer lots of the knowledge acquired in the school and try to mm -hmm. apply it with your own students. But there's a lot more to it, right? Yes, there's the business part <laughs> and, and being alone, which is even harder, you know, and managing managing your life and managing a business it's not easy and it would have been much easier for me if i had had support before i see but then yes it was the hard way but i want to make it easier for other teachers fantastic uh so now on to the next segment of the show uh check it out So, Joy, uh, on Check It Out, I always invite my guests here to share something that they like. It can be book, TV series, mm. things that are new, old, whatever it is that they feel like recommending. So, what do you bring us today? 
okay, I've given it some thought. I'm not going to lie because it's very hard <laughs> to, to make a responsible recommendation. Uh, but I'm going to recommend a movie. Uh, it's on Netflix and it's called Like Stars on Earth. Have you ever right. heard of that? Not really. It's about a dyslexic boy who goes to school. And it's disheartening to see how a dyslexic, per dyslexic person goes through school. So it's wow. an essential movie for teachers. It's Indian. Uh, it's a little old. It's long. And it's very slow. So if you're going to watch it, make sure you are uh, awake. <laughs> <laughs> But it's so beautiful. And I cried all the time. And it, it fills us with hope. You know, uh, that there are some teachers out there who are still willing to make a difference. It's beautiful. I recommend it. Like Stars on Earth. Like Stars on Earth. And it's available on? Netflix. Available on Netflix. Fantastic. So, Joy, it's been great to have you here. Uh, like, like we mentioned uh, before in the, on the episode, I know there is something huge coming up. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'd like you to share a little bit on that and also where people can follow you, know more about your work. Okay, so people can find me on Instagram. It's uh, at Salinha de Jomas. And there you can find also information about this course. It's an immersion. I'm offering for private, private teachers and also for the people who want to be private teachers but uh, lack guidance and lack... Um, this business knowledge. It's going to be a two-day course, 18 hours, with me, Vinicius Nobre, Pedro Diniz, Renata Colombo, and Carol Romano. And we are going to talk about motivation, uh, professional development, about law, so how to make a contract, <laughs> for example. How that's, to, that's precious, that's precious. Yes, how to be legal in the market. <laughs> And also about online classes, because I didn't mention that, but teaching online is a great way of starting your own business because you don't have to rent a space, right? Sure. Uh, there are uh, fewer expenses. So we are going to talk about online teaching. Also about uh, digital marketing and Instagram for teachers. We are going to talk about methodologies and approaches and also about nonviolent communication and positive discipline. That's nice. It. This is going to be on? It's going to be on November 30th and the 1st of December here in Belo Horizonte. Very nice. So, yeah, I, th I think I'm going to be packing my bags real soon. Just come. It will be <laughs> yeah. a pleasure to have you with us. Absolutely. Joy, it's been fantastic to have you here. Thank you very much for taking, uh, for taking some time of your schedule and being here with us. I, I appreciate it. It was fantastic. I felt very honored with the invitation. Uh, and, and I hope to see you back here soon. Of course. I'll be there, I think, in January. Yes. <laughs> Deal right. then. All right, Felipe. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joy. Bye-bye. Bye. So that wraps up another episode of Teacher Room Talk. If you liked it, Share with your colleagues and make sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Teacher Room Talk. There you can keep in touch with us and even suggest some ideas for upcoming episodes. See you next time. This is Felipe Machado telling you to keep questioning. <laughs>